got like nine people there. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you. I praise you for this church. Father, I praise you for the opportunity again to get to team up with other ministries and other churches. Father, there's nothing that I love to see more, and I know that you love it. I know you love to see that. See brothers and sisters come together and unite. There's just nothing greater. Um, Father, I ask that through that process that other churches and other ministries see that, that you set the example through us, Father. It's not us that's doing it. Father, it's you through us. I ask that they see the Holy Spirit work, and they join in. Father, that's so important to me, and I know that's what you want. Father, you've given me a sermon today that you've prepared. Father, I ask that through this process that I get out of the way. Father, in this moment, I need you to anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, that you take all my doubt, my pride, my selfishness, Father, that you take that away from me and you replace it with your confidence, your boldness, your wisdom, and fatherly, most important, your love. I ask these things in your name, Father. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. A few weeks ago, we started our series on the armor of God. Uh, we've discussed the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, today, we're going to continue again this series, and we're going to discuss the third piece of armor that Paul mentions in Ephesians chapter 6, which is the shoes of peace. There was a man that was walking on a beach, and uh, he, he stumbled. He, he tripped over something. He fell. When he got up, started to brush the sand back, and he noticed that it was a lamp. So he gets the lamp out, and he rubs the lamp, and out pops a genie. And the genie says, what can I do for you? And he says, well, you, can you give me my three wishes? You know, I've seen this before in movies. I've watched Aladdin. I get three wishes, right? The genie says, no. He says, inflation's pretty tough right now. You only get one, okay? <laughs> so the man says, okay. He says, well, here's what I want for my one wish. And he shows him a map of the Middle East, and he says, I want peace in the Middle East. And the genie looks at that map, and he says, man, he says, you know, listen, he said, for thousands of years, there's not been peace in the Middle East. I just don't think I can handle that. Is there anything else that you would like to wish for? And he said, man, he said, you know what, genie? He said, I've always wanted an amazing woman that I could marry that loves the Dallas Cowboys, that, that cooks for me all the time, washes all my clothes, and rubs my feet every night. And the genie looked at him and said, let me see that map again. <laughs> peace, right? I mean, the, the shoes of peace. This man wanted peace in the Middle East. 
and, and obviously we want some peace at home, but that, did, that wasn't going to work out. So, guys, what, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 14 again. I know we just read 13, but I want to read 14. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. What are the shoes of peace? Here in verse 15, you see that the peace Paul is speaking about is the gospel. In the Greek, the word gospel actually means the good news. Paul even mentions something about this in Romans chapter 10. If we could look at Romans chapter 10, verses 15. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Christian warriors, who is the good news? Thank y'all. We got some visitors here today. If y'all weren't going to get that, y'all was going to embarrass me. So thank you. I appreciate it. This is what Jesus says about peace. Because it's all about the peace, right? Shoes of peace. I want y'all to see what Jesus says about peace. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. The church's job is to announce the good news. Amen? It's our job, right? It's what the church is supposed to do. We should spread this good news all throughout the world. And by doing that, you're spreading the peace of Jesus Christ. So having on your shoes, we should be ready to start moving forward. Now that you understand what the shoes of peace are, the next question that most people ask is, how do you put them on? How do you walk in peace? How do you do that? There's two ways of doing this, guys. Number one, you got to know the truth. you got to know the Bible, right? We talked about this a few weeks ago. What does it all start with? The belt of truth. The belt of truth is this Bible. You have to know the Bible if you're going to walk in peace because you got to know what the Bible says about peace. Because if you don't know what the Bible says about peace, then the world's telling you what peace is, and that's not real peace. Understood? Okay. Number two, you have to know the Holy Spirit. You have to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit to be able to understand the peace that he's trying to pour upon you. Okay, the way of doing this is obviously it's, it's praying, it's talking to God, it's worshiping. It's what we've done here today so far. You know, it's, it's studying. That's how you grow closer and closer to the Holy Spirit, right? So two things, know the truth, know the Bible, know what it says, know what true peace really is. Because I need you all to understand something. Real peace only comes from God. Earthly peace, that's not from God. Real peace, that's a whole different ballgame. That's what comes from God. So understand that through this truth. And then build your relationship with the Holy Spirit. So then you know when he's pouring it upon you. Y'all catch those two things? Christian had not. Somewhere. Thank you very much. If you're struggling with peace, you either lack the knowledge of what the Bible says, or you've drifted away from the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about it. Those are the two things to gather peace, right? So if you don't have peace, one of those two things you're not doing. 
when I struggle with having peace, it's usually the second one. I know what this book says. I know it very well. I know most of y'all do too. But when real life kicks in and real situations happen that bring me down, that's when I'm not surrounding myself with his peace the way that I should. I think we're all guilty of that. I struggle with that. I don't mind saying it. There's a lot of times where Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you'll go through a few weeks, maybe a few months, where you're in your Bible every day, you're praying, you're connected with the Holy Spirit constantly, and man, it's just like peace just overflows, right? And some little something happens. Some little something. Something catches your eye, distracts you. Something you hear distracts you. And the next thing you know, you start to fall away. But this is what you say. You say in your head, well, that's okay, because I have been spending months with the Holy Spirit. It's okay to slip away one day. The problem is that one day turns into two days, to a week, to a month, to years. I'm not the only one guilty in here of this, right? Because y'all are looking at me like, that's all you, man. I'm, I'm great. I'm doing good. Y'all a bunch of liars. <laughs> Guys, I, what I need you to understand is this. It's like we talked about with the breastplate of righteousness last week. You're going to drift away. It's going to happen. It's your flesh. To be honest with you, there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to happen. God made us that way to where we will make mistakes. But again, the difference between God's righteousness, which is perfect, and the righteousness he has for us is that we keep going back to Jesus. So when you slip away, just go back. Keep going back. Do not let it extend out further than a day. Because again, it's like a domino. And it just crumbles you. Catch it quickly. You need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to where when those things do occur and you start to slip away, you feel the Holy Spirit quickly. That is how, again, if you build your relationship with him, he'll, you'll catch it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. I need to get away from it. And then all of a sudden, peace comes back to you. Okay? <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week, uh, we had a visitor at our house. Uh, I was upstairs. It, it, some of y'all have been to my house, but we have, we have a family room that, that's kind of down like a breezeway. And, and then the kitchen is up on, on, on top of the breezeway. So, so I'm in the kitchen. I'm getting me some food. And uh, I hear Amanda screaming bloody murder. And the next thing I know, she runs past me, doesn't say a word, just gone. And I'm like, what, 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 what? And she, just, she started telling me, you know, what was down there, where my first thought was when she told me what was down there, I, I realized she didn't left my kids down there. <laughs> She's gone. Pick uh, Nick Pulipit, that picture that you were talking about. Yeah, that's what we had. Yeah, it's down in our family room. Amanda was sweeping, and she was sweeping under like some cabinets. You know, you can't see under them cabinets. And she swept that old snake right on out. And that girl went to screaming now. I'm talking about screaming. So then I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, she, she says, it's a snake, it's a snake. And I'm like, where? And she didn't say. She just kept running. 
So here I am, you know, I'm the husband, I'm the man, right? I'm going to kill this snake. I don't even know where it's at, you know? So finally, I hear my kids down there like, Dad, come here. It's so cool. Come check this out. I get down there. They're poking at it, you know. I don't do that. So anyway, this was our, our visitor that, that we had down there. Yeah. I, even, I texted it to Penny because I was like, Penny, you know what all these snakes are. What's this snake? You know, what was it, Penny? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it's a snake. It's a snake. It's Satan. That's all I need to know. It's Satan. It didn't matter what it was. So anyway, so we get the snake out of the house, and uh, <laughs> and the kids are, you know, Mama, come back down to the family room, you know, and she don't want to come back down there, you know. So I'm down there sitting there a little bit later, and finally she comes down there. Y'all, she got her rain boots on. She was in her house shoes, you know, now she's in a rain, but see, see, but Amanda had the wrong shoes on. Think about it. She had the wrong shoes on. You're not going to walk in a snake pit with some house shoes on. But once she put on those rain boots, she had peace to go down there. More importantly, she had the confidence to go down there. Right? You have to have the confidence, guys, to stand your ground as a Christian in this world today. True confidence comes from having peace. As a warrior going into battle, you must have confidence. Without that confidence, you will die. You will not make it. You won't make it past the first line. How can you have confidence Without shoes on. I, I, I envisioned this the other day. I was thinking when I was talking about this sermon, I was thinking about it in my head. I envisioned this, this warrior, right? You know, he's got his sword, you know, he's got his breastplate on, he's got his helmet on. He's got all this on, and he ain't got no shoes on. You going to walk through all them bloods and guts and all that stuff out there without some shoes on? Think about it, y'all. If you don't have shoes on, if you don't have the shoes of peace, all that other junk, you're going to struggle. Think about it. You don't want to walk through. Think about all the broken glass and, 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 and bones and just nasty stuff that's throughout this whole spot, all this, all this, uh, this war zone, right? If, if y'all were sitting, if I turned off all the lights in this room, let's say it was nighttime, right, and it's pitch black in here, and let's say... We came in here and we threw stuff all over the floor. And y'all didn't know what we was putting on the floor. And I told you to take your shoes off and walk to that exit. You don't want to do that. But I put some steel toes on you, you're good to go. Shoes of peace, guys, it's so important. Satan's going to throw everything he can at you and try to knock you down. It may be a bad financial decision. It may be an illness. It may even be a death in your family. But if you got on those shoes of peace, Satan can't stand a chance. I'm going to close with a question that was asked to me. How do you know if someone have the shoes of peace on? What do they look like? They're gold sandals with 
sees these in them. Those are real sparkly, Mama. That's the shoes of Pete. That's what it looks like. I've watched Mama Mite and this family, every one of y'all, for the last two weeks. I've walked in that home, and I've seen that Satan can't steal the joy. I've seen nothing but peace out of Mama. I want to thank you for setting that example. Bojo said it earlier. You were worshiping, and you're not going to quit worshiping. You're not going to quit leading by example. You're not going to quit being mama. And I praise you for that. And I love you. And I love you guys. And I'm going to tell you right now, Chris Myatt, without him, this church is not here. So thank all of y'all for sharing him with us. Y'all give them another round of applause. <laughs> Love y'all. Grab a pen and paper, write this down, and then we're going to get on to baptism. Because that's what I love to do. That's right. Amen. Next week, I'm going to preach on the shield of faith. I am super pumped about that. We're going to talk about anointing oils and all kinds of stuff. We're going to scare everybody. <laughs> Amen. If that snake didn't scare you, see, we got snake. See, Chad, you say all the time, like, people used to come here and be their second time or something. Be like, is this your second time? It's like, oh, you get to play with the snake today. You know, he used to do that to try and freak people out. <laughs> scare everybody out of here, you know. Finally, he moved and the church blew up. See, that's what happens, you know. <laughs> Love you, man. Go ahead, Nick. Real peace comes when you have peace with God's will. Amen.